You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Save this for the show. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought we were already on. You, you just... I hadn't said the intro or anything. Okay, fine. No, I'm just gonna... Something good for ya. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting across from me as always is the one and only Captain hey, Nunn. it's my name. It's your name. And with us, returning superstar, also friend of the network, has his own show on the network, Johnny G from Reporting from the Nexus. Oh, hey. <laughs> as he's doing his... Uh, I was going to say, yeah, there was a lot you, more excitement from just, him. Just you just have a to imagine hand my hands movements. are here, just, yes, you, just pointing things. Uh, <laughs> y'all can't see this, but he's doing all kinds of hand jives and things oh, yeah. like that. And yeah, we were just talking about all the old song eras, and I think what like. 2000s, uh, we had a revival of the 20s for like a hot minute, like hand jaffed. Oh, oh god, yeah, and, like, uh, that, that. kind of blended in with ska and all that shit, too. Like, uh, what was uh, the band and fucking uh, swingers, big ba- the big bad voodoo daddies, and all that, yeah, shit. yeah, big voodoo daddies. Was that uh, what cherry popping daddies, also? I think so, yeah, that was one of them, and then. How great is that name, by the way? <laughs> I had to look that track up a couple of Zigzoo Riot looked that up. I was a about to ask ago, if that was the like, one. Yeah, that was that was the single. No one knows anything else. They yeah, they I produced don't. other things. It was just like eh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> they were able to ride that one song for like twenty years. This was before the age of the Spotify and the Napster, where you could only download nothing. You had to go and actually buy the CD. Yeah, yeah. Man, Rip. I never actually wanted to do a Napster, but I did LimeWire. You remember LimeWire? I did. It came after. Mm-hmm. I did both. I was a good boy. Bullshit. I'm sure you <laughs> downloaded albums. No, Man, I, you just didn't I had want the viruses. I, I just bur- I just burned a lot of CDs. I just had friends burn me a shit ton of CDs. And really? I so the you same. never went down like any of the download or torrent rabbit holes? Not really. Just because really? I had friends with good taste that we would oh, just yeah. fucking like trade burn CDs and shit. Oh, that's fair. Nah, for me, it was like I found a song or two from a band I like and I went, cool download discography torrent <laughs> and i would just get everything they had see that was me more the anime route but oh uh, yeah <laughs> and that's why you said you got a lot of viruses oh well i mean from music, from music too or every now and then someone would be smart it's like this is going to hit napster so we're going to put something in the middle and they're not going to be able to hear like the full track like uh it was uh bring me to life evanescence yeah it's like bring me to life da 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 and then like, vocals will come back. It's like, wow, you really copyrighted this on the track. That's that, that sounds like some shit you find on YouTube, where they kind of like just have one little like, if, especially if it's a movie clip where they tweak uh, the pitch. Ooh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, talking yeah. about the audio, just to get skate by any copyright infringement. You know what I hate? Commercials. You know where I get them? YouTube. You know how often I get them? Every three seconds. Because that's what. Well, that's where uh, advertisers are going. They're, because TV's not is hanging on by a thread yeah. as far as cable. I'm sure advertisers, that's where their nut is now. <laughs> Ew. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every apartment complex that I've been look at, looking at over the past month or so, free cable. Free I wonder cable. Why. I wonder why. Spectrum has got a stranglehold over Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, they do. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Not a great thing. <laughs> I don't like Taiwan or Spectrum. I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, earlier uh, about how he's got AT&T, and he goes like, yeah, we got Spectrum. And he goes like, fuck Spectrum. Uh-huh. No, they mm-hmm. suck. Mm-hmm. I wish we could get AT&T, then Wi-Fi would actually be decent here. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of complexes have that set like speed, set... Um, company and yeah. you can't change it over yep yeah it's some bullshit and the only thing like that kept people from uh, getting at&t was their uh, pa- cable package but now that shit doesn't matter anymore mm. no well the thing is is you have to watch it because sometimes you everyone was going you know ditching cable you know going for you know their apps like netflix and hulu depending on how many of those things you buy you're basically spending the same price as you would be for a cable just without the ability to surf pretty much yeah I, I could kill. I could easily kill uh, an hour surfing. And it also helps to have folks that have the password too. And like, uh, there's the HBO <laughs> joke where like uh, only five people uh, have HBO accounts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're that one friend that has something, and you bring you bring your program or your streaming service to the table, and everyone brings theirs, and we yeah. trade. <laughs> oh no, it's like, like what Chris said. Uh, Chris Morrison from Couch Potatoes. He goes. Uh, Anyone that uses his account, he just makes a profile on there and just names them the leech <laughs> or the parasite. <laughs> oh, I did that with um, the people I'm staying with. They went away for a weekend, so I was just downstairs, got the Netflix account, made one interloper. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Passerby. <laughs> a few weeks later, they discovered it's like, who the hell is this? And it's like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Hey, I didn't want to fuck up your algorithm. <laughs> hey, you left your controller out. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to work it. What, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> Oh, do you think I just stay upstairs all the time? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, from last week, uh, we wound up going through uh, our worst jobs. And I feel like that's something that uh, we could continually talk about. And Cap didn't actually get to talk about his. So, Johnny, while you think yours, Cap, what was some of your shitty jobs growing up? Give, give us your fast, or not necessarily fast, but give us your little resume like uh, Chris and Brad did last uh, week. Growing up in a farm town, you do a lot of farm work. Yeah. Like, even when I was, like, a kid, I would go, uh, about, like, even at six or seven years old, I would go with my dad to uh, out this uh, pasture where this, uh, this 80-year-old black man named Bubba had a bunch of cows that <laughs> oh, my uh, dad helped uh, raise and uh, give them ready for uh, transport. These were beef cows. Right. No, uh, I'd be around to help raise the cows. And I was, even at that age, I was, uh, I understood that cows are not dogs, like, uh, animals that aren't going to hurt you aren't this are not pets either yeah that are that big you you, that you understood it was like all right cool that this this is here for uh substance yeah and i was just around to help set up um anything that he needed or like uh carry around like you now, know, how old were you on that about seven or eight wow just go there every weekend just because country middle of nowhere and just yeah. do that and then uh, as I got older and uh, got into high school i would do summer jobs on uh, other people's property uh moving hay and uh you know, uh, cutting grass and shit like that. Damn. <laughs> That's what you do. Country. Oh, country boy up in here. Never knew you. You're always like, I kind of worked on the farm. I assumed it was like, yeah, you kind of, you know, maybe on the weekends went out there with your dad and helped, you know, load up some hay and shit. Didn't know you were like fucking little seven-year-old cap fucking hay. You know, just fucking <laughs> grab, grabbing barrels of hay and throwing them shit. I mean, I can see that out of Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. 
And it was kind of funny. I, I guess also because it just, no offense, but it does feel so stereotypical that it's like my brain tries to not go oh, no. there. I'm country, <laughs> no, no, I'm country as hell. This is Nutbush, Tennessee. Nutbush, Tennessee. Yeah, and if you either uh, worked, um, either worked in a farm job or uh, anywhere uptown or like downtown or whatever, like the little tiny ass little like a uh, market square that we had where. Uh, in advertising for whatever like small business was trying to set up shop yeah or uh there's not a whole lot yeah just little like restaurant owners here and there well, it's probably the worst thing on the farm you had to ever deal with that is like no matter i'm mm. sure there was still the thing that like no matter how much you bitched and complained you still had to do that one task Holland hay fucking sucked <laughs> especially if it was like wet and fresh Mmm, that smell. And it, yeah, it's just, ooh, that smell, see? <laughs> There's a lot of that in the Bruce. background, too. Everybody's just blaring fucking ACDC and Leonard Skinner and Creedence <laughs> and shit like that. And then uh, after my freshman year of college, uh, my summer work was uh, the UT University of Tennessee Research Center. That was on the bordering town of where I grew up, and that was a lot more involved and a lot more interesting. Well, what was the research center like? What what did that? They what? Uh, tested uh, uh, pest repellents on crops. Oh, okay. I was like gonna that. say you, you mm. took a pretty big leap like there. That. You went oh, from yeah. loading up some hay and feeding some cows to be like, let me look at these chemicals. Well, my dad was like, <laughs> my dad loves the uh, agriculture business, and I was that was what I was gonna go to school for. Oh, that's okay. All I was around, and that's what I. Uh, thought I was gonna that was the that was the career that was kind of predetermined you know because uh-huh. I and, and then you found that evil rock and roll I found the, the I found the evil college radio station is what <laughs> happened <laughs> is that what happened you went from uh that research center to going to college radio or yeah. was that kind of on the side at the same time um that was at the radio station happened after this uh this UT research center job got it and uh they would I would uh help uh get set aside uh, rows of crops they would test it on corn and cotton and uh, soybeans hmm. and there's different approaches for setting all those up and everything too and yeah just country as hell <laughs> <laughs> well damn so what was up after that uh, that was when I started doing uh, uh, radio uh, start, started doing mm-hmm. radio work my first uh, job was uh, doing sound for minor league baseball games for the sports station that was there. Word. <laughs> that was the uh, Jackson, uh, was the Jackson Generals. And it's like one of those weird like minor league Jackson baseball teams that have like the silly fucking nicknames. <laughs> like there's like the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp and the fucking, <laughs> uh, what was another one? The Chattanooga Lookouts. <laughs> Yo, I'd, all, I'd be all about the Jumbo lookouts. Shrimp. I'm, I'm off of that team. Chattanooga Lookouts. That just sounds like an old uh, doo-wop song. Pretty much. All these goofy-ass fucking names. And sometimes you were there to like fucking, uh, since in extra innings, you were there to like fucking one in the morning sometimes. God damn. And the guy that would do play-by-play, he was hilarious. He would... Uh, in between breaks, if he felt like he messed up on the mic or got somebody's name wrong or whatever, uh, he'd be like, hey, uh, we're off the air, right? Yeah, he'd be like, fuck! God damn it! Shit! (laughs) (laughs) And I forget the play-by-play guy's name and it bugs me right now, too. Because that was a fun radio gig. You just show up for a couple hours, work the baseball game and the uh, pre-show for it. Yeah. 
See, that so, just makes me think it was like you're you're playing the tunes. You're playing like the popular hits. Yeah, I'm playing the the tunes for the uh, pregame show and the ads uh, in between innings. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That part's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was a little more than we will we will rock you. <laughs> we will we will rock you. I, they let me play whatever the hell I wanted <laughs> for those uh, pregame shows. One those, what did you wind up picking then? Like, what like, did you feel was good fits? Uh, a lot of the Velvet Revolver stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They always encourage something to, uh, you know, a, a, an opener with no words to it. Because, ah, yeah. And I got guilty of doing that a couple of times. Like, I remember one time specifically, I played Bad Reputation by Thin Lizzy, and that's immediately Ooh. lyrics. Mm. Where it's like, you've got a bad reputation. They're like, well, it's just like you, man. You've got, we've heard you got a bad reputation, and yada, 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 fade right. out, fade out, fade ah, out. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. It was that kind of deal. Damn. <laughs> so I got to be, had to be a little bit more choosy with intros and yeah. shit like that. <laughs> I don't give a bleep about a bad reputation. <laughs> it's like the bleep of the but then, but then I started doing a little bit of more, uh, a little bit more of that in uh, Knoxville when I started getting more comfortable uh, just doing uh, side hustles here and there because yeah. radio is just like any other form of show business. It's just, you can't do. It's hard to do it full time. Yeah. Well, what was the hard part for you? Just keeping Ooh. the job, or just? Um, I think. More than anything, I had a problem with how corporate radio was just run in general after working at a Screw college the radio man. station. It, it, well, it, it, to, to an extent, yes. <laughs> because with, col- with the college radio stations, you're hearing uh, stuff that's really cool and, pl- and stuff that you grew up on that no yeah. other radio station is playing. A little bit and, more freedom. Yeah, and especially in Knoxville where there's more like, uh, I don't know, there's, co- there's country music there that I like and mm-hmm. they, that kind of blends with everything else with it being a college town too. Right. So, as weird and hipster as it might be, it's still more interesting than hearing Def Leppard 10 times a day on 98, the max or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) because it was either the the fucking college radio station or like the same shit on every other channel on the radio Mm -hmm. at the time, just because clear channel. And that's what turned me off from the business is finding out how that fucking corporate chain goes up with clear channel and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is pretty interesting, and it seemed like it was a uh, what was it the Clinton administration that yeah. he he did the uh, the radio act where he just basically that's where Clear Channel kind of was born was exactly it? and that, all of a sudden yeah, a lot of these, it was that new yeah like it, that's all of a sudden when like a bunch of radio stations kind of took on the same model and it's like there was the classic rock station played the same stuff in every town and you know they had a little bit of freedom but like the 75% of the roster was going to be the same kind of thing and every media hub for a terrestrial radio has the exact same uh they have the exact same uh, format yeah. where it's like you have your classic rock, you have your country, you have your uh, easy listening, mm-hmm. you have your talk radio and your sports. Yeah. And your rap. Yeah. I've definitely learned a lot about that recently from girl I've been seeing. She mm-hmm. works in radio. Yeah. She works with, I, gonna, she works with iHeartRadio. I was going to put it out like that. You know, I'm, I'm just saying name. that's interesting. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. just interesting. But that, just talking to her and like learning back and forth, we start talking during the pandemic <laughs> over that topic. Um, I got asked, I was like, do you work at radio? I'm like, no. And then I commenced to shit on all the radio stations in Charlotte because I'm like, what were their local circuit? And, you know, local radio doesn't really do this. It's yeah. like, oh, well, I work in radio. 
And I'm like, stop for a second. <laughs> Grab my shovel. I'm like, well, some of the radio stations like 106.5 and Devacar. Excuse I me while I remove like, my I like foot from my mouth. But only on Sunday for about two hours. It's yeah, such, that's like, what I was about to say. Is like, that's all well, we get. I work at 106.5 and I happen to see this guy every other day. And I'm like, but I, I kept it going, and that's yeah. why we're still talking. Cause I, I, like, I had my pants. I didn't change because I got stopped, but we definitely discussed it, and a lot of things were taught yeah. to me, and I learned a lot. And that really discouraged me about going to public radio, but at the same time really made me value what we do here yeah. on podcasts, yeah. Mike Phillips with Gabby Gabba, huh? Mm-hmm. Whoever I, hell I'm doing on streams. <laughs> But it's like, this is the type of thing, like, we have our creative freedom. We may not get paid a ton for it, but at the same time, or like... At all. Uh, <laughs> or at all. Subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash You're a good network. Uh, I get paid in likes. <laughs> I get paid in love. Get, isn't that why we do it, though? Do you like me? Do you like me? How much do you, do you like, like me? Do you like me now? What can you, do you like me now? How, what, what can I do to make you like me? <laughs> Why you, don't you like me? Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I would. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to... Sometimes. <laughs> Johnny was just like, I don't... Okay, well, it's, like, it's like, well, I mean, like... Later, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, some of those, but I had a roommate that worked in uh, one of the college... Uh, the, or not the college, one of the uh, corporate radio uh, yeah. towers or whatever that... I used to tag along when he would set up like live remotes and stuff like that. And doing stuff like that was always fun just to people watch because like all those giveaways that radio stations do, the, the folks that call in and uh, order tickets mm-hmm. or like uh, show up for like the uh, uh, for the sign up sheets and all that. Just those kind of events were just always fun to people watch at. I was going to say, you're still doing a little bit of that stuff even when you moved to Charlotte. Yeah, I got more involved with uh, sports um, broadcasting and things like that mm. after um, ditching music radio. I will. I will say though, you, you, you when uh, when we first met, uh, you you weren't extremely specific on what you did, but you were like, oh yeah, I I run sound for uh, sports radio and sports casts, you know, for ABC, NBC, whatever it was. You said, oh yeah, it was um, it, NFL, was, it was ESPN uh, TV stuff, and that was after I after uh, I got. Uh, through doing two some or two uh, football seasons, yeah, actually it was football and basketball seasons with uh, UT um, as a call screener. Mm-hmm. That was probably the wildest radio gig I had. T- tell us that one real quick. I'll, I'll pause. I want to know about uh, we'll the call come back screening. to that. Yeah, so yeah, that, that actually got, sounds like money. Because I got to talk about the fucking like people that would yes. call in yes. on these fucking sp- college <laughs> sports fucking like us uh, call in shows. <laughs> I mean, you've uh, were, you're originally from here, right, Johnny? Yeah, but you have, you never been around like a, a a college town where like football is their thing, like Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or Gainesville, Florida, or like Knoxville, Tennessee, or whatever. Uh, not like living there, but Greenville, North Carolina, college town. Um, I'd say they? Columbia would be the closest with like Clemson yeah. or like UNC yeah. and Duke for basketball. Yeah, maybe. Probably that's probably more intense. I, I, th- than I think Clemson would it? still be the closest thing. Was that Columbia? I would say that because like, it's about an hour away. Just jump down seventy-seven. Yeah, that's a little further than an hour. Yeah, like, an they, hour they, like an hour and a half. I, all I know is uh, near the Car- South Carolina State Fair, there's a huge ass fucking stadium that mm-hmm. was built there, and I think it was for them. And a lot yeah. of in a lot of places. Them are the Gamecocks. Yeah, a lot of those uh, people that invested. Might in their- have been the Gamecocks. I just know that. Um, there's a brewery near the that I go to every or I did before the yeah. pandemic. 
No, but uh, what was I saying? Callers. Oh, oh yeah, the fucking uh, yeah. The people that take uh, SEC football very seriously are very intense. And uh, my job was to uh, screen the callers that would uh, I would pop in, pipe in for a, a talk show hosted by the play by play guy for uh, University of Tennessee uh, basketball and football games. And just so many of them, you're just like, you're not getting to the air. Oh bud. yeah, they would, I had instructions on certain callers too. That was wild. He goes like, if you get a, if he goes by this, uh, that's an alias. Uh, don't let him in. Also, if he uses this, this, and this, he'll be, he'll probably try and really hard, but don't let him in. No matter how, uh, how he tr- hard he tries to persuade you, and yada yada yada. Oh we my had people God. like that. We had to watch out for. Okay. Wow, just people that just cause such a ruckus on air that they're just like, you, you can't call back. <laughs> yeah, and you got to listen to like uh, cues from like the, uh, the. Uh, Hosts and things like that, where where it's uh, Thanks, where they're just kind of like, oh no, where it's like, uh, all right, uh, we'll talk to that, and uh, thank you, uh, Timmy, for the call and shit like that, and that's your oh, cue to hang yeah, up. They, okay, they just throw a little thumbs up at you and stuff like that, or just that. like, uh, I think they're uh, they have their little go tos. It's like, uh, thank you for the call. That's Got like it, the cue yeah. to like cut them off so they can answer the question, and nobody turned off their fucking radio half the time either. <sighs> Turn off your radio, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, the guy's name was... Now in stereo. The guy's name was Bob Kessling that did the play-by-play. And he was... uh, Bob Kessling. And the only reason I know that is because the play-by-play guy for the University of Tennessee football... um, Oh, my God. John Ward. John Ward was God as far as broadcasting in the fucking state of Tennessee. Yeah. It was kind of like one of those, like, Hall of Fame... Famer, you know, play-by-play, you know, announcer guys. Just had, like, a real golden voice that a lot of... The university's identity was tied to this guy, and Bob Kessling has been there ever since. Not nearly as good, actually. He's kind of, and because he's not good, fans shit on him. <laughs> it's one of those deals. But uh, he would uh, the first uh, night I worked for him, he read my name wrong in the fucking uh, credits. Ah, read, what'd he say? He read me as Cap Nation. Cap Nation. Oh my god! Yes. The play-by-play guy from Tennessee. All right, wait, 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 Cap wait, 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 wait. When you guys get famous, Cap, your fan club is now Cap Nation. Yes, yes, it is. I have Stiff Army. You have Cap Nation. <laughs> I love awesome. it. That's oh, awesome. Oh yes. Oh my God. And, and from then on, that was my nickname at the uh, at the station. <laughs> Cap Nation. And then after that, I started getting involved with TV crews. Yeah. Well, so you you'd say that, and you're like, "Oh, I'm part of the TV crew for you know you know all this sports shit," and I'm just like, "Whoa, that's fucking awesome!" You're like, "Yeah, I'll lay the wires." Oh yeah, it was just fucking <laughs> bullshit work. I, I was thinking you were like on the fucking field with a fucking camera and shit, like and all I this. Had, uh, the heaviest thing I would have to do would uh, hold would be like those little parab dishes. Oh yeah, or those yeah. Big parab dishes. But no, I'm like thinking he's getting in the thick of it with some cameras and stuff. He was like, "No, I." I'll lay the cord down and make sure no one steps on it. Well, you have to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they have their like season pro fucking camera guys that Got have been it. there for like. Well, that's also years what I thought. Like, like that. I don't know like how long those kind of people stay in the field or whatnot, or if they're just like just the cycled out people all the time. And I was just like, fuck, he's on the fucking front lines. Uh, I would do like the um, uh, with. I would be with the camera guys a lot, and. Uh, yeah, like he was saying, just kind of make sure everything's coiled up and nobody trips yeah. over anything, especially gotcha. around football players. And they were really close to what was happening on the field and on the courts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just did mostly be- uh, football and uh, basketball. Lay the cord, take that shit down. Lay the cord, take that shit down. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember uh, when you told us that at practice one time, Mikey, without missing a beat, just kind of stood up straight and went, Hey, guys, 
Don't step on that cord over there. <laughs> hey, watch out. There's a cord. <laughs> hey, don't step on the cord. That would be something Mikey would do. <laughs> and that shit was like, and that those gigs were money too. Oh, Especially yeah. if you get hired oh, by those money, talent sure. agencies. Like this is, these are all just talent agencies that book all these cameramen and things like that too. Damn. Gotta have your backup guys. I was gonna say yeah. after that really was uh basically what you're doing now. Basically. Kind of jump from that. What what was probably Pretty your much. worst job out of all that? I oh. still don't know what you do. Actually, uh <laughs> He's like fucking Boomhauer. He, he, I mean, sort of, yeah. <laughs> because I know he sold you. I'm pretty sure I have. But uh, right but the now, thing is, is I've heard you tell it like 50 times. I still kind of struggle with it. <laughs> Just shipping and receiving for this uh, barcode uh, okay, device. Okay, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah, right, yeah. but here's the thing. Okay, say it again. And I do the, uh, well, it's the shipping and receiving department. I make sure uh, I keep up with records of... Uh, the actual shipping mm. and I have a, a few clients uh, under my belt that are or that are in, in under my uh, under my watch above others like there are some guys that like universally watch everything yeah pretty much yep yeah what you're doing right now uh, mimicking uh, time typing on a keypad <laughs> yeah, and all like, that this is what yeah. I do all day it's like <laughs> and then just I'm not sure if you pick it up. Just, just to entertain and, yourself yes <laughs> loading and unloading and getting shit out the door and ODing on podcasts. Hey, that's let's, what I do now. <laughs> let, let's see here. Here's the thing that one time you told what, what did Krispy Kreme wrap into it? You were like, that was one I, of I our pro- clients. You were like, I programmed these handheld computers for Krispy Kreme. Yeah. You, you, what? That doesn't sound like anything what you just described. Well, I would fly. I would fly. Uh, do like flash screens and stuff like that. Tech. As Wait. far as like the tech, uh, is- now you see what I'm talking about. He'll, mm. he'll swap between those two things, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this guy does. I do, <laughs> I do a lot of things. I mean, I kind of do a lot of things. I'm, I do mortgages, but then I'm also going through paperwork. Then I'm also like going to help with IT because my boss doesn't really know how to do IT, and he doesn't want to call somebody sometimes. And I'm like, I know how to do that, and then I go and it's like. Okay, it was that easy. Yeah. You're welcome. It's copy and paste, sir. The company I work for uh, does creates software for um, these FedEx uh, scanning devices. And uh, they'll have their support team and they'll have their, um, you know, uh, customer relations and things like that. And my department is essentially the warehouse for it. Got it. And we get everything out the door and keep track of everything and make inappropriate jokes because we're a warehouse (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, it's like a kitchen yeah (laughs) but yeah out of all those what was probably your worst experience um actually i haven't brought this up yet my first job that i had when i moved over here was doing sales for a publications group oh yeah selling ad spaces for like those collegiate uh programs that you get at ball games and things Mm -hmm. like that like the hourly rate was good and you were still making like commissions on top of it but just eight hours just at the desk, just breathing the fucking uh, pitch and all that. Or like uh, trying cold to like calls do your and shit. Doing cold calls with like oh, yeah, yeah. specific pitches. That just sucked. Yeah. It, same thing like what I was talking about last week with my cold calls. It did just get to that point where you're just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. And you just kept skipping them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you exactly. just reached that fuck it point. You're just like, skip, 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 and then skip. You're, and then you're fighting that. Well, the money's not bad, but. Uh, but I don't want to talk to anyone. Skip, skip, skip. <laughs> and I had that moment of like, why the fuck did I move to Charlotte? 
it. <laughs> well, hey, hopefully now it's paid off a little bit. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. You know what? That's actually probably going to be my worst job. And I did it with Cutco for about two and a half weeks. Well, I was going to say, let, let's start from your earliest one. What was your first job? My first job was slinging popcorn over at AMC Theaters. Oh, over that's Concord. a fucking like, cool-ass first job. Oh, yeah. No, I love that job. What the fuck? Like, that was a great job. I was talking about the Cutco job where I was trying well, to no, sell no, no. knives to people. That I, job sucked. But well, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. I, I like going in order. But still, as a first job, that's fucking badass. Oh, yeah. That was my high school job. That was nice. Dude, what the fuck? I bought my first DS with that. Now, I'm talking about like the little brick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The one that looked like a fucking industrial device instead of an actual game console. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but it was great. You can bash someone's fucking head open with that thing. You could kill Puma. <laughs> <laughs> But Did yeah. you wind up sneaking in any theaters? I mean, we or had. showings, rather. I mean, like, when you're just, there's nothing to do, you swept up all the popcorn, you've already checked all the aisles, and you just walk into a theater to, like, watch scenes that you've probably seen two, three, four times yeah. since the movie's come out. So, yeah. Also, free movies. Oh, okay. Also, so just, just kind of like, you... I could also go in the back, get popcorn for the movie I'm going to go see. Oh, so they actually let you take the coveted golden kernels that they uh, Ooh, sell God, yes. for fucking $10 a bucket. Jesus. They didn't back then, but they sure as hell do now. Yeah. I do not go to AMC theaters. I'm sorry, Ernie Cooper over at AMC Concord Mills 24. You may eventually listen to this. AMC sold out, but you know that. I like um, Cinemark, I think it is. Cinemark, the bistro over at... That, that was cool, but, but there's a specific um, chain now that has really good seats and really good um, audio. And I'm trying to think of uh, where it is. It's one of the locations over the, is over there on Monroe Road. Monroe Road. Over there near the uh, Walmart cookout, CVS. Um, Cap an hour over there today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that theater over there near the bank we went to, that's a fucking banging theater. I think I yeah, went I over there to see uh, what was the uh, the last Marvel Avengers movie with oh, Endgame. Uh, yeah, mm. Endgame. I tell you, my other favorite one was the one at the Epicenter downtown. I've been. Ah, I saw. Gar- I saw Guardians I there. That that was a great Less. theater. I never got to go there because they used to have all of like when the anime exclusive movies yep. came over, they would have it. Yep. And so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. No, man, that was my favorite spot. And it was the easiest for me because all I had to do was to take one bus. I just take it straight downtown and then I just walk right up to the epicenter. And it was cool as hell because I just purchased my shit ahead of time on Fandango. Just walk right up, boop, scan it, go right up there. Dude, I only got to see a handful of movies there. I saw uh, the last Dark Knight movie, the one with Bane. Mm, uh, not Rises. Yeah, it was Dark uh, Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I, I got to see that one there. I saw Homecoming and Joker. Nice. Yeah, so I got to see all those over there. So I didn't get to go a lot, but each time, it, I love that place. I never got to go. I probably should go downtown more often. At least I sh- should have. Now it's like, okay, well, what's what's open? What's going on? <laughs> what am I allowed to do? Bring a mask. <laughs> Wear your fucking mask. Oh, thank God that most businesses now are like, you have to bring your mask. I mean, I know it's like an order from up top, but at the same time, like, at least I'm seeing more of it. I still yeah. see a lot of the plague rats out there. Yeah. You got to keep your, 
your hand sanitizer gun. <laughs> Pr- make the point clear. But at the same time, it. like most people are like, okay, you know what? No, we're gonna- I'm just picturing Johnny like with one of those uh, squirt bottles that you do for cats. Get back. It- <laughs> no, 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 that's a bad kitty. Get no, no. <laughs> that's a bad kitty. That human. is Nexus foot. <laughs> All right, so after you give up that awesome, cushy fucking movie theater job, what'd you go to after that? I was in the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good lead-in. I didn't know that was going to be next. Yeah, I mean, I told you about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in the Navy five years, submarines. uh, Not bad as you think. A little cramped. I hit my head in a lot of things because small space, but it's like, you know, it's like a a deluxe apartment, Mm -hmm. but not really. Yeah. So, so what was your main... Um, electronics technician. So basically I drove the ship and I worked on some of their IT stuff. Nice. That's fucking cool as hell. It was nice. Best of times, worst of times. <laughs> that's basically how I describe it to people. That's how it was described to me when I first got there. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have some fucking great days and you'd have some fucking horrible days. <laughs> just, make, just makes me think of... Uh, I rewatched Starship Troopers last night and just made me think of the part where he comes up to the desk... And uh, he applies for uh, infantry, and the guy behind the desk is like, oh, infantry made me the man I am today. And he's missing both of his legs and an arm. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. God, I got to watch that again. It holds up. Yeah, and the book's really good, too. I didn't know there was a book. Oh, yeah. No, it was a good movie, though. Yeah, I need to watch it. It keeps coming. Or like it, it's the on preview Netflix. keeps going on Netflix, so then it keeps coming up. It's like, oh, you know, 1997, I can go watch this. You see Neil Patrick Harris just trying to look menacing. I know. I walked through, and that popped up, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> that wasn't who I Ew. was thinking of, but the guy I'm thinking of, the crazy dude in the movie, I can't. What, uh, Casper Van Diem? No. I mean, like, who's the actor? Uh, um, oh, Morrison is yelling at both of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> killing me right God I'm damn it! Hey, <laughs> you know what? Me, me and Chris Morrison haven't talked yet, but I'm sure he will in time and then he'll yell at me for something. <laughs> um, Denise Richards is in it. Uh, you want to get up on the mic there? Uh, he was uh, the ginger de- or the gingerbread horror movies um oh i don't know those you know what we're just gonna skip that you want to get <laughs> we're gonna, we're just gonna there, skip brother? That. <laughs> but yeah so that's i need to go back and watch that i might do that later there it's saturday night and the feeling's right <laughs> saturday night's and right it's ladies fight. nights oh what a night <laughs> all right well I, so how long were you in the navy for though five years okay wow one contract got out started going to college didn't have a job for a little bit. Went back to AMC for a bit. It's just like, okay, you know what? <laughs> like, I want to go back. Hey, my, my GM's still there. We're still cool. Let me just go in, work a little bit. Um, he said that was the one in Concord Mills. Yeah, it was Concord Mills. Dude, I went there recently because uh, they had the IMAX. And that's the closest area that really has an IMAX theater. That was fucking burning up. They got to get some better AC in there. It was hot as fuck. I think it's been years since I've actually seen a movie up there. Yeah, I, I saw think... Force Awakens IMAX there, and I was just like, mm. oh! <laughs> that was years too. Yeah. What movie? They it? probably fixed it by now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where I, what theater I saw Force Awakens uh, in because it was here I, in Charlotte too. I saw. I think you saw near the one at South Park. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I remember it being in South Park now. I, I saw that movie in so many theaters. <laughs> Not just like multiple times at one theater. I saw it once near South Park. I saw it once in the Cinemark. I saw it once in Concord Mills. 
uh, God, I think there was another time, like, out of town I watched it. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I saw it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're probably not much of a Star Wars guy. Well, I... I yes and no. Like, I really... I really like the original trilogy. Yeah. I like the... I do like most of the precursor trilogy. And then when Force Awakens, it was kind of hit and miss. I just... Yeah. I wasn't in a rush. Have you watched Mandalorian yet? Of course. Okay. Well, I, this, I mean, know. Okay, wait. So we're still getting second season in the fall, right? That hasn't yeah. been... From as much as... Nobody I, said no yet. I, from what I heard, they had already filmed everything. Mm. That it came down to editing people can edit at home Fair enough. because editing jobs and animation are the two industries that are still going strong right now. All the animation houses are just like, all right, time to do our fucking, you know, computer connects and do this shit from home. Like we would in the office. Yep. <laughs> hey, I don't hate that. Yeah. No. So now they're, and the reason I know that is Kevin Smith's talking about it a lot. Cause he's still working on the masters of the universe thing. He's doing for Netflix. You heard about that's, that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually curious how that's going to be. Apparently, he his main role in that is directing and kind of producing it. Uh, he's only written one episode, but they've got like 12 uh, in the can. They had before, I guess, the new, new releases of everything. Um, they had a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe like anime-esque yeah. show that came on Toonami. And they did the same thing with... Um, Thundercats, and both of them were really good, but no one stuck, like, no one latched onto them. They could have had more seasons. So yeah, from what he sad. was saying on this is they're picking up right where the 80s series left off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was never a Masters of the Universe guy at, at all, but I'm still curious to see it. Oh, hearing the cast on this thing, I've got to see it. Jason Muse is doing a voice. Henry Rollins is in it. Mark Ooh. Hamill <laughs> is like, God damn, I gotta oh, watch man. this. Because you know it's gonna be good. Okay, so we were watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Yeah. And in the second season, Mark Hamill actually has a role. It's like, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, so wound up going back to AMC for a little bit. Went back to AMC for a little bit, got out... Start doing the Cutco thing for like a hot minute and which that, was selling knives, doing uh, cold calls, mm. but the cold calls are your own contact list, which I hated. Yeah, because then you're Nobody purging bought. your and friends. These are as expensive as hell knives. They last forever. Like, I'm sure they do in your cupboard or in your drawer. Yeah, and any knife can last you forever if you actually take care of it. This isn't the 80s. You don't have like... You don't bring your neighbors over to see your Tupperware. No, and your not Tupperware parties anymore. <laughs> no, and like two weeks in, I'm like, you know what? I tried to get out, get out of AMC, do something else. This was not it. Guys. So you went back to AMC for the third time. I went back to AMC for the third time. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't think I stopped, but yeah. Um, worked for the art gallery down over at CPCC. Oh, the, cool. The main campus. Um, that was kind of cool. CPC, bro. I was late one time and they fired me immediately. That, wow, that one I, time. I, I, yeah, there was there was, was. was there any other infractions on your list or was that your none. first fuck up? Like the other people were late and the main person said the next person and it just so happened to be me and I was going to my stepbrother's, uh, his announcement for his engagement. Damn. So that sucked. And even when I explained it, it's like, yep, nope, I already said it's like, 
getting the feeling you just guess, don't want me here, but that's all right. <laughs> you have a good life. Never went back. Um, so I went back to AMC for a fourth time. No. <laughs> not, not immediately. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what else? Okay. So, like, AMC play. AMC has had, like, a big, yeah. big piece of my life. And I actually yeah. worked at the one over by um, Pineville, South Boulevard, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Carolina Pavilion. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, these are theaters that I went to as a kid. So, like, I'm like 1997 Rocket Man with. Um, oh, fucking uh, Harlan Williams? With Harlan Williams. I remember his balloon thing up in the main lobby. And then, like, 10, 15 years later, I'm working there. I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> She's <know>. still there. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. I would have stolen that. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking shame. God, Harlan Williams came out with a comedy special in, like, the last couple of years some of these guys just they continue to have it i like that but okay from there um amc i did wasn't the job but i had my own stint radio over uncc okay um wrote for the niner times which kind of sparked my love of writing and mm-hmm. music so kind of like you you're like yeah i had to set path it's like so did i and then it's like oh wait you know what i actually don't hate writing as much as i thought i would yeah and it's always that thing where you you wind up tripping into it. Like, even for me, it's like doing a little bit of the audio, video, and photo editing. It's like, I never considered really putting myself out there to do that, but then I started thinking back, and I was like, I used to grab, like, my favorite clips of songs and stitch it together with, like, radio sounds, like I'm flipping through an old station. And it's like, I used to clip that shit together when I was, like, 12, 13, 14 on, like, basic programs on the computer just for the fuck of it and then i would just like make random logos or like edit my profile photo for myspace and shit really weird and stuff it's like i would just do that kind of thing for you and your eight top friends to see oh excuse me (laughs) i had the top 24 i had a lot to show off oh oh yes remember they expanded it that was probably why i stopped paying attention oh no that they expanded it pretty like early on okay well Okay, it's been a while since I've been on Facebook. Because I stopped stopped using Facebook around... I have to always go by bands. Uh, I want to say by 2013, I had stopped using MySpace. I was barely on MySpace. I was on MySpace. So it was probably around 2009, 2010 when they put that on. I converted from MySpace to Facebook during my navy stint like yeah it had to be 2008 2009 oh okay and then so okay so you were you got in before the large public did because facebook came out in waves originally it was just for college uh, college, College, and then it was college alum yeah and then it was businesses and then it was public yep i'm i'm not sure which i got into um but it was 2007 or 2008 that I got on Facebook because um, friends came up to see me graduate from sub school. Yeah. Uh, they were like, yeah, okay, you need to get on Facebook because it's the next big thing. And I'm like, what is it like? Oh, it's like MySpace. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Didn't really put much thought into it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, okay, this is how I keep up with people at home. <laughs> yeah, essentially, they're just keeping up with your high school friends. Yeah. yeah. And I still, I know. Some of us have been kind of distancing themselves or distancing ourselves from Facebook, yeah. and I really should. But at the same time, 
It's where I do my advertising. It's where I do streams. And I still used to keep up with international friends. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, you know, I think I, the more I kind of start, I had to place the years a little bit more. I, I think I did stop using MySpace a lot earlier than that because I started thinking back. I was like, wait, there was a show in 2006. And I remember uh, certain photos being posted of that on my, on Facebook and stuff like that. So I actually started to have to think back on it a little bit more. I actually was okay. Yeah, I, I started using uh, Facebook around 2009. Okay. Yeah, so that that's around the time I stopped using uh, MySpace. That sounds about right. Because I think I re- I think I tried doing both for about a year, but even on that last year, I slowly started dropping off. I think I only held on to a band MySpace because it was the easiest way to upload music at the time. Yeah, I was I was there when it was getting started for uh, the college students. That was like the, uh, because like college students are meeting different people every day too. Mm-hmm. So that was a way to keep up with all of them. So it looked, I'm sure, well, I know it did. It looked fucking different as hell is what it does now. I, <laughs> I can't even imagine now. <laughs> like I'd love to go back. I think I did maybe eight or nine years ago, went on my MySpace, took a couple photos and then You left can't it. anymore. You what? You can't anymore. Ooh. You didn't hear about that? What, yeah. What happened? Oh, like MySpace got like, I mean, like, yeah, MySpace got a huge hack like about five years ago and all shit's gone. Like you can still get on your account, but like the majority of your photos and everything, the servers got wiped. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So my, MySpace is all, but I remember hearing about that too. MySpace is still technically a website alive. What's, Questionable. What, what's what's Tom doing with all of this? Oh, dude, he he's made the, the shade. Of the desert. Uh, he's he's made in the fucking shade. He's a photographer. He's on Twitter a lot, just posting his fucking photography, and he's living the high life. He 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 took his money and ran. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> he sold that shit and was just like, "See you, bitches." Honestly, he probably bought some stocks and he's just riding that wave. Too. Oh yeah, I mean, he hopped on Facebook for a while and was just like, "Yo, I don't hate this." You realize I sold MySpace, right? <laughs> you know, I, I I was ready to move on. I don't yeah. care. I'm here on Facebook. I'm here on Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> we miss you, Tom. He did it right. Right. He, he was my first friend. <laughs> he was everybody's first friend. I could always count on you, Tom. <laughs> Just your happy little smile up there in the man, corner. I'm glad you're taking pictures. You, you enjoy your life, man. You, we deserve you. <laughs> we, do. we don't deserve a lot of people. We just definitely deserve you. I don't know. I really don't miss MySpace, though. I used it for... There's a lot of things I could have used it for. Now, hindsight, if I were to travel back in time, like my daily fantasy of work while I'm chugging away, it's like, what would I do if I went with the mind frame I have right now back then? It's like, I'd probably use it to discover more bands. I'd probably start the 20XX brand back in 2000s. That's, yeah. about, that's about all I used my, uh, MySpace for was to find out about bands. Yeah. But it's like the reason I say I don't miss it is because you get your social aspect from uh, Facebook. Yeah. And then Spotify at this point has such a network between the related artists and everything else and people promoting there. It's so much easier for independent artists to get their music distributed now. Yeah. Through that, it's almost just a secondary part to your main social media app, if that makes any sense. It's just like a separate entity, but it's still kind of all wrapped in in the same. 
there's still a lot of social aspects to Spotify. That's you, fair. Because you can still link everything to Facebook, to mm-hmm. Instagram, to anything else. Actually, I do have a friend on Spotify. It's Ian. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. you can yeah. follow people yep. on Spotify, too. Yeah. So everything kind of got that social aspect. And then <laughs> this is this sounds like a really cheap plug slash segue, but it, it honestly works. The one thing I did miss was chat rooms. Being able to hop into a centralized room and there would be little subsections and stuff and you would just hop in for a few hours, chat with people, and then be like, all right, I'm hopping off, guys. Have a good night. Boom, you're gone. It's like, I, I enjoyed that, that I miss stuff. that with AOL. I miss that with Yahoo. I yep. miss that, yeah. MSN. <laughs> I was telling him earlier, I went to go pick up a guitar from uh, Davey Dirt, who's in the, the Discord. I just He just says, uh, we're trying to figure out when we want to meet each meet up again and uh where it's like oh we'll figure it out well i'll see you uh well i'll see you tonight in the discord <laughs> <laughs> basically because <laughs> yeah I, I literally hop in and out there are like i i don't notice i irish goodbye all the time just oh like, yeah i mean but that but that's that's been the etiquette of chat rooms you kind of irish goodbye at times you hop in say a few things and then sometimes you oh. may have the last word and it dies for a few hours and all of a sudden Tyler fucking comes in and says, this album sucks. Yeah, and then you're like, but, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> and then it all explodes. Then it's just fun debates for days. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay. I think it was Sam. How how did you find Sam, like our Sony rep over in the game section? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, she, she was a uh, friend of mine on uh, Facebook. Nice. Susie. Susie. Okay. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> I was going to say, who's Sam? <laughs> you don't know Sam I am? <laughs> You don't know some green eggs and ham? I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so again, like I said, cheap sounding segue, but no, just that's why I really like the Discord. It's, it really does kind of harken back to that. It's a big public forum. I find myself talking to people more because of that. And people are like exchanging ideas in this and everything too, which has oh been God, a lot of yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, especially, especially because... It seems like the two groups that we've attracted to the room have been musicians and gamers. And it's like both of them, even though they come from different aspects of hobbies and passions, still kind of relate because musicians go through the whole gear talk of, you know, oh, what's the best pickups to, you know, put in this guitar for this tone? And, you know, oh, what do you what do you think of that? You know, amp head, you know, what what's the warm tones, yada, yada, yada. Okay, gamers, what do they talk about? What's some of the best graphics card we can get for this uh, desktop? And, you know, and you know, while we're actually at it, the, the monitor, you know, I've been looking at the this one with a certain amount of refresh rate. You know, what do you guys think? Is the refresh rate really that all good? You know, or should we just stick with the 60, you know, yada, yada, yada? I really need to pay more attention to that part of the Discord because I'm computer dumb. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that the uh, that part of the talk hadn't happened yet. But gamers and musicians have that at least kind of oh, in yeah. common of we get nerdy as fuck oh, when yeah. it comes to our peripherals, <laughs> where it's like the little details matter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, I love throwing like game. Tra- I no one reacts to them or. There were like few, but like I'll throw game trailers, I'll throw soundtracks after I'm done with the stream. Oh, it, like I I love being able to do that in the forum. I, know, I love that everybody's just putting what they're listening to, even if nobody's responding. <laughs> that was actually a really nice addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it's a fun way because I just thought about it when I was putting it through. I was like, this is a segment of the show it needs to be a segment of the fucking chat. Hell yeah! <laughs> what are you listening to? <laughs> Well, which, which y'all should watch if y'all haven't seen it that I put in last night was uh, Ben Shapiro's 
wet ass pussy. Oh God, <laughs> I still have not seen that video. I I really think everyone's blowing that out of proportion because we had some really really dirty shit going in the two thousands. Hey, they can sing about whatever the hell they want. It's just hilarious when Ben Shapiro says wet ass p word. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh my God, so that's, that's actually a thing. Yes. Wow. He and, said and that, some, and then somebody yes, and then somebody because he's reading off the lyrics like he's outraged on his radio show oh reading the God. lyrics to uh, Cardi B's. W-A-P. That's short for wet-ass P-word. Wow. And, he, and, he re- and then somebody made a remix of it where he's reading the lyrics to the beat of the fucking song. <gasps> Fuck yes. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I honestly thought all that was was uh, just he's so undesirable. His wife just can't. That, yeah, I really love the meme. That, the that's honestly what that I thought it was. That's been the running meme, and that's why I, fa- that's why I shared it. Because I, know, I found I it. <laughs> Just keeping that going. Canada dry. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Squirt her. Ew. That Drake meme. Um, ew. <laughs> well, well, no, um, actually kind of talking on that a little bit, uh, something else we brought up in the Discord that kind of brought your attention to the, uh, the Big Five Senate hearing. Ooh. He kind of, kind of filled me in on this a little bit, too. Wait, hold on. I forget what Big Five. Uh, Amazon, Google, Google yes. Facebook. I, I was actually going to ask you about sending me those articles, so I didn't really read up on them. <laughs> how dare you? I'm <laughs> Well, how much of it do you know? Well, I know a couple of the Big Five, and can that's you, about can, it. Can you na- so yeah, like Amazon, name them? Yeah. Walmart? Nope. Nope. <laughs> um... Let me see if I can Apple. think of uh-huh. Google. So that's two. Google. Uh-huh. Wikipedia. Nope. Oh, well. No. Nah. Yeah, that's my bad. Let's dude. see. <laughs> we'll say Amazon, Apple, Google. Um, he read it. Nope. No, nope. I can only think of... I can't think of the other two right now. Microsoft? Yep. All right. That makes sense. Uh, mm. uh, Sony? Nope. No, but they should be. Now I'm blanking on it. <laughs> oh, who's the who's the Phantom Fifth, the unknown member of the crew? Normally, it's the four horsemen. Yeah, four. I know. <clears throat> See, okay, when you said right, big five, all right, hold on. Amazon, Apple, Google, uh, Microsoft, and. Fuck, what was the last one? That's not it, Chief. <laughs> I know it ain't. God a- damn it. Now I have to fucking look it See, up. See, when you said Big Five, I watched a mafia documentary recently on Netflix. That, like, oh, the yeah. Big I started five watching that. Families. Yeah. That was actually, that's actually really good. I have to finish that. I've been watched, like, the last thing I watched was the uh, Michael Jordan series. I still have to finish it. I'm on the first, second episode. I it, watched the first one. I thought it was great. I'll, just because that era of basketball especially in hindsight with everybody talking about it now it's just great to watch like you watch the shacks in their uh hindsight mode and Honestly, things like I that think those were some of the golden years in basketball because i don't watch sports like that but back then i didn't really care about basketball but well, michael, michael jordan, jordan was everywhere care, the bulls maybe care about basketball the hornets mugsy bogues mm. magic johnson eventually jordan Ew. came over here <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that right before the podcast <laughs> but, magic uh, johnson <laughs> but that was like that when that was when 
everybody. It, you it didn't matter if you were a basketball fan or not. You paid attention. Yeah. They made it real, like eye catching TV. But so now, Michael Jordan's playing basketball with Bugs Bunny. He's got to be cool. <laughs> I think that was like that had to be after the last dance. That was like right in the right before their last season because they talk about that later on. Really? Where like he's on he they're on set for Space Jam, and Michael Jordan had this big ass training room in like a uh, a shed uh, where his trailer was to rest up and everything, and he would just train in there and. Everybody would come down there to play pickup basketball with him, like Muggsy Bogues, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Like everybody would come down to this fucking Charles shed. Barkley. Charles Barkley. Everybody would come down and just. Oh, so they kind of brainstormed this before they even went on to it. Yeah, I'm sure. Like Charles Barkley and, pa- and Patrick Ewing, they were probably on set, uh, hanging out, doing pickup basketball. And Michael Jordan's just like, "Y'all want to be in the movie?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> so we need we need four other guys to uh, have the aliens take their talent or whatever. The yeah, we don't really movie. know what we're gonna do, but it sounds like a cool concept. Y'all want to just get on board? Yeah. Hey, how's that baseball thing going? Not great. <laughs> that was after the baseball, I think. No, because the baseball was in the movie. It was highlighted at the very beginning. Well, the, well, they make fun. They make fun of it because it was after his uh, unfortunate uh, baseball uh, experience. Mm. So I looked it up. I was absolutely wrong. It was the big four. <laughs> there was oh, okay. no fifth. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google. Uh, they're all in a Senate hearing for uh, anti-competitive uh, issues now or and having a monopoly on the industry. Now, I'm mm. sure without having to even hear much of the Senate, just hearing that, what are your first thoughts on thinking of those big four monopolies and... Anti-competitive, like nobody can compete with these people? Yeah. That's bullshit. Why do you think bullshit? Um, there should be other companies should be able to rise through. Should but do you com- think they have the ability to? Not should, but do. That is an entirely different question. Because that's what the hint Senate hearing is about. So, well, you would actually have to have whoever start a company, mm-hmm. get it running, mm-hmm. provide develop the products, and- provide funding, and then... It's like, yeah, if it's a question of will a big company knock this company down or buy it out and absorb it, like, no, that shouldn't happen. But you have to become a company before we can really have that question. Yeah. And, and in my stance on it is people are saying stuff like, um, you know, any of these uh, companies have a monopoly on the industry where it's like, well, I know people, I know a lot of people, plenty of folks. I know people, okay, uh, that, <laughs> okay, uh, that, uh, are very anti Amazon and do not order from Amazon. Yeah. They can I know still a few get of those too. They can still get their items elsewhere. Amazon does not have a monopoly on the industry because even if you don't shop on Amazon, you can get your shit elsewhere. Oh, you yeah. may not get it as fast, but you can still get it. The moment in which you can't get it and you can only get it on Amazon, then it's a monopoly. <laughs> In which case, there's still a lot of companies, as you just said, that you can get it through. Yeah. Now, I I like Amazon. I like the fastness of it. Yeah. I like the fact that I'm not paying yearly anymore. God help me. Hundreds of dollars just randomly out of my account on <laughs> January 1st. I'm like, what the hell? Amazon. Finally stopped it to amp monthly. Oh, God, yes. I, I, I do that, better. too. It's like, even though you save like 20 bucks at the end of the year, it's not worth the big lump sum at the start. Nope, and I can quit anytime. If I yep. feel really offended with Amazon, I can just be like, and you're done. Yep. <laughs> and I, okay, so this this has been a discussion point with other friends, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone's kind of had it. 
Jeff Bezos started an office, Seattle, mm-hmm. back in I think either the eighties or like nineties. Very, very small small delivery. Book selling company. Yeah, book, book selling company. And he worked his way up to where he is. Like, should he have that immense amount of wealth? That's really up to the person in your opinion. Yeah. But did he earn it? Yes and no. I mean, people will argue that point with, well, the people under him earned it. I'm like, yeah, because he had to hire people. Yeah. He had to give people jobs. Now, should he be paying people a lot more? Yeah. I yeah. think so. I, and, and I think that's where the big distinction is. And I think that's when a lot of people kind of go, oh, he doesn't deserve that much money. Well, he does. He worked for it. You know, that 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 is the one stance I will always take is, you know, no no one can say when you have too much money, you know, period. It's like what you decide to do with that money then decides how you are as a person. Yeah. So yeah. if you have tremendous wealth, like, for instance, you just said uh, Jeff Bezos. There is a richer motherfucker than that that doesn't get shit on at all. Bill Gates. Bill Gates shits $1,000 gold bricks and wipes his ass with $100 bills. Okay? That dude will never hurt for money again. But his philanthropy and his donations and what he does with that money helps benefit society. So no one says shit about him being the richest motherfucker on this earth. For for a couple (laughs) of years, he was the richest guy. And then he got bumped down. Because of how much he was doing with his philanthropy and donations. Mm -hmm. He literally started spending his wealth. (laughs) Which is nice. Yeah, so it's like... That is, sure, that is one example out of, you know, a couple hundred people that are kind of close to his wealth that don't do that. He is an outlier, but that is an example of, no, you don't have too much money. It's what you do with it determines how you are as a person and if you, you know, how 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 clean or dirty that money is in your bank account. And I feel like people will take that argument and just make it like the one general question, like, you support Amazon? Oh, you, you're supporting all I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like the service. Yeah, I like this. Yes, I think this is wrong. It's That type of question is multi-layered, and people will just... They just want one answer. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You have to make. You have to have an actual long-gated discussion about that type of thing. And, and also, the flip side to it is they they keep going. Amazon is too big. It's only as big as you make it. Clearly, it's something that people wanted, mm-hmm. it, or it wouldn't have expanded like it did. And I hate those arguments because like nobody's invalidated, but like nobody's right. Either. Yeah, it's like yes, there. I'm, I'm not again exactly what you said. I'm not sitting here, you know, saying you know I am. I'm gonna fucking tattoo Amazon or Apple or Google on my fucking forehead, and you know, be pro large corporation because yeah, without any sort of proper, you know thing keeping them from doing it any of them can fucking turn on a dime and all of a sudden be our worst enemy i'm fully aware of that they're not doing it yet and they don't and they're not saying they fucking have the intentions to and their past showings haven't shown that they have that intention so Mm -hmm. until it gets to that point i'm okay (laughs) when it starts getting to the point where i'm like this is weird me out a little bit like facebook (laughs) i go I'm done. <laughs> I'll tell them about what happens in the meeting where uh, they try the the guy the uh, the heads of the corporate of the tech uh, groups are trying to explain 
Oh uh, God. Okay. Yeah. Lingo so, to these crusty old fucking so, senators. So I did listen to the three plus hour Senate hearing and all that, and a handful of it I didn't have a lot of background on. I had not heard of like the previous cases and examples that they're using, you know, during the trial. Mm-hmm. But a good bit of the Apple stuff I did because I'm part of the ecosystem. I'm not a fanboy. I'm just part of the ecosystem because it's easy for me to send all my files and work it. Yada yada yada. I'm don't need to justify that shit so a lot of the stuff they were bringing up i genuinely understood firsthand you know everything they were bringing up and one of the uh, senators went um now mr cook uh is it true that uh only a certain amount of apps actually make it to your app store and he goes um well yes senator uh, we, we did start with you know a certain amount you know small amount but you know i think it was something like we approve over a hundred apps per month for the app store, the set and the other, you know, is still a l- large growing ecosystem, so on and so forth. And he goes, I thought uh, they used the word ecosystem. <laughs> well, it kind of is that though. It's an easy way to explain it. Everyone know uh, most people know what an ecosystem is. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, it's it's a not a throwaway word. It's just a yeah, not, not even yeah. a bad umbrella word. Anyway, I didn't so, mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. So I I explained it in deeper detail then than what even Tim Cook was doing. He was just trying to get to the point. And right as he was about to go, um, one of the reasons uh, only a handful go through is because of our vetting process. And right as he was about to explain what that vetting process was, he gets cut off again. And he goes, Tim, we just, we just need an answer, yes or no answer. Right as he's about to explain why maybe only a handful of apps actually make it to the Apple App Store, which is... Uh, they put their apps through a strenuous and rigorous testing system to make sure it does exactly what it says it's going to do. It doesn't require too much information from the end user. It doesn't take them out of the app in order to expose them to possible viruses or malicious uh, tracking information. And they only allow payment processing that is uh, gone through Apple, whether that be Amazon Pay, PayPal, or Apple Pay. Those are like their main things they approve on their apps. So basically, if you're not going to steal your customer's information and you use one of the main three, they prefer Apple Pay, but you still use one of the main three uh, to do your transactions, you just pay your 30% licensing fee for the transactions, just like you do on the Android app store, Mm -hmm. and you're done. Well... The reason they have a lower amount of apps going to their app store is, let's see, I think what maybe two or three years ago, Android had that big scandal of like close to a tenth of their apps were stealing customer data. I remember that. I don't think I was one of the victims, fortunately. (laughs) Yes, but still, but, but it came from a lot of those games that would just, and you would type in your credit card information directly into the app and they would have that information. They weren't using any sort of encoding. It was just apps accepting credit card information. And the typical mom user isn't going to pay attention and think, oh, this might not be secure and just allow it through. So if you have that in your app, you either have to take it out, rewrite it to allow one of the main three, primarily Apple Pay, uh, because they make it easy for you. Because, again, you don't have to change anything. You just set the code to accept that. <laughs> and it's just it's set in stone. It's just easy. And just half the time they don't want to do it and they don't get approved for the app store and apparently that is anti-competitism and creating a walled garden 
If your shit don't work, it ain't making it. But the thing is, but it gets on the Android app store, and that's their argument. Apple is, quote-unquote, arbitrarily preventing this app from going on their app store because it doesn't meet their guidelines. Hmm. Okay, well. Eh. See, I I had a feeling you would kind of be on that because... I mean, what can you really say about it? It's like, okay, so it didn't test on the Apple product. Okay, that sucks. iOS, not so much, but you throw it on Android, it works. It works better with the software. Yeah. Okay, sure, put it on. And 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 it is different software. And exactly what you said there is the reason why I say this. Apple does not have a monopoly or anti-competitism through their system because exactly what you said, if you don't like the iPhone... Get an Android. Yeah. And side note, at at one time on market, there are only three iPhones available. Do you know how many fucking phones with Android software there is at one time? Over a hundred. Wow. A, yeah, that's true. Because you have the Note. Over a hundred. The Note, the phone. How many phones? Like Samsung, three, four, uh, five. Samsung, Huawei. Samsung, uh, Samsung uh, is just. Every fucking company, and because Android allows their software to be used freely, Apple does not. So you have the choice of either three Apple phones or all of these other fucking Android phones. How is this anti-competitism? <laughs> it's because they want because they're the big bad man. And, and also because it's like even though Apple may have only three phones out, they still have a large market share. And that's I'm a a casual observer as far as the tech world, tech world or whatever, but the only smartphone game you see to advertise anywhere is fucking Apple. Yeah. So even with all these app, all these additional, like, uh, you know, hundreds of uh, Android products, I don't know what they're doing as far as their promo game or anything, but they don't have anything on fucking Apple, at least yeah. from my perspective. But then, just to kind of wrap it all together, too, this is one of the things I was telling Cap, this is when it starts affecting your industry, Johnny. Mm. with epic games jesus christ epic games so epic they had their Fortnite mobile app okay Mm -hmm. and defiantly they changed a piece of their code for one of the like when you pay for unlockables and shit like that when your payment screen comes up it now says uh check out with apple pay ten dollars payment directly to epic games seven dollars Huh? What? Why? Why? Why the discount? Do, do the math. So th- it's more thirty percent off. Uh, they okay. got a hair up their ass and got sick of the fee, and put a direct line for payment for theirs. So Apple removed it from the App Store, and immediately after removing it from the App Store is when they released that Fortnite parody commercial for nineteen eighty four. Yeah, and you, I put that in you the Discord. You did post that, and I'd see, yeah. yeah, yeah did you watch that one? It. I'd seen it before, and Well, the, no, the Fortnite parody of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And you know the original 1984 mm-hmm. Macintosh thing. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, 
But the thing was, is the original Macintosh 1984 commercial was a, a rip on the George Orwell novel, and it was a comment on IBM ruling over the computer industry. They weren't creating end-user computers. They were creating business and work computers. They weren't making it for the general audience to be able to understand this new computer language. When Apple swoops in, they go, you know, if this thing has a fucking paintbrush on it, it's going to paint. You know, Steve Wozniak figured out a fucking code and went, holy fuck, we can have color on a computer for the first time. And this was going to be the fucking Apple Macintosh. And that's what that commercial was about with her breaking the big screen and everything. And it's like, figure out why 1984 is not going to be like, quote, 1984, the big ruling of IBM having a large stranglehold on the market. Because also remember, Microsoft was not doing anything yet. Yep. Apple was before Microsoft. So, even through all this, now Epic decides they want to parody that commercial, put the Apple guy, this, it's a talking Apple guy in the TV screen, talking about how they have a monopoly on the industry, and in a flick of a switch, we're able to kill small industries, and you know, yada, 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 and you've asked for this, you wanted this, you gave us the money to do it. <laughs> and then one of the fucking Fortnite characters running down the hallway with their fucking unicorn uh, mallet breaks the fucking screen, and it's the text scrolls up saying, Epic Games defied Apple. Apple removed uh, our app from their app store hashtag free Fortnite. <laughs> i have a lot of things to say about epic store i will say one of them now a lot of games they say it's like we'll release here exclusively and until such and such date borderlands 3 was one of those where i think either what was it like xbox or sony mm-hmm. but it released there first and i thought it was like this is stupid i don't want to make an epic games account <laughs> i will defy that <laughs> well I, I find it really funny you say that too because within five minutes of them posting that video they submitted paperwork for suing apple for doing that and oh, that's they're excellent and one of that <laughs> was my reaction to uh, suing apple for taking down their app after they intentionally defied the terms and conditions because the statement from apple went epic games have had apps on our app store for the last 10 years and they have had the same cut for the last 10 years and for some reason and so many words they're just like and for some fucking reason this week they get a wild hair up their ass and decided to get bitchy with us and they broke the fucking rules when they knew they were going to so sorry when you're not tired of being a big enough dick you go and pull another move (laughs) so they submit their paperwork and the main hook of their allegations is apple has a monopoly on the apple app store apple has a monopoly (laughs) on the apple app store <laughs> oh really? <laughs> wow! So they're just wanting to be shit stirrers, and this is why I say that it really kind of connects back to your industry. There is no. Well, actually, before I even get to that, the main goal for this—they're not trying to get money out of this um, um, suit, anything like that. They're trying to remove the thirty uh, percent commission from transactions within apps. And they're trying to get rid of the anti-competitism, meaning all the, the the curation that Apple does. They're trying to get rid of that to make it more of an open system, kind of like Android. But 
here's the problem. And the reason it's a problem is because Epic is doing it. They are a game. Think about that a second. Apple is no different than Nintendo. True. Nintendo? In the, in the line that you're saying, yes, I agree. Well, the only way you can play a Mario game is on a Nintendo console. A lot of Nintendo True. properties. True. That are exclusive. How many PlayStation exclusives are there? How many Xbox exclusives are there? There is no difference. Everyone has a walled garden. Everyone has a curated system. Now that may be changing with a lot of the older titles that are coming out, for instance. New titles. I mean, no older titles. I'm talking about new titles. Right. Well, I mean, well, okay, so Crash Bandicoot came out on Sony first. Now it's on Xbox. Now it's on the Switch. Yeah. Same thing but, with Spyro. But, but, in like, the, but in the old days, if Sega hadn't gone under, you know sure as shit it'd be on the Sonic wouldn't be on fucking Nintendo stuff right now if they hadn't yeah. folded. Honestly, and Nintendo is still holding strong. I don't see Mario ever landing on an Xbox or PlayStation console. And, and the only PlayStation exclusive characters are like adult characters like Solid, like Metal Gear Solid and God of War and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well... You can. I'm. I'm, see, splitting, I'm splitting hairs, but it's like no, no, well, no. Nintendo the, went. Nintendo this is the went conversation on, I want. Well, Nintendo went on. Now has phone games, which paid apps, Animal Crossing, Mario, Mario Run, Mario Kart, etc. But can you play any of those games on a non-Nintendo system aside from on just your console? app? On a console? No. On a console? No. With this suit, that can dismantle that. Because they're trying to dismantle any curated walled gardens. I don't like it. Put in by a company or an organization. So that would say it's like, well, Xbox isn't doing great with exclusives, and they haven't been since the 360. In yeah. my opinion, I had now, the 360. That was great. Yeah, I love their main my driver has always been Halo. Oh my god, they need to make a new Jet Set Radio. But that's me, that's, that's me and Sega. That's that's a fight that we gotta have. But anyway, but yeah, like Xbox doesn't have a lot of great exclusives, in my opinion. Other people believe differently. They're yeah. Xbox. That's that's what makes someone X Team Xbox, Team Sony, Team Nintendo. Yeah, you've got to have those exclusives because it dry. It, that competition helps them all thrive. Mm-hmm. You break the walls. You break the system. Obviously, the Senate don't know what the hell's going on, so they just need to stay the hell out. <laughs> but, but see, the thing is, too, is like exactly what you said. I feel that this all does breed competition. This breeds other companies to do better. Yep. It feels like when you break down the walls of not being able to allow companies to have their curated ecosystems, then anything lands anywhere. Then you get fucking Nintendo shovelware everywhere. <laughs> you get fucking uh, Wii bowling on every system. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm going to tell you straight up. I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> I and it's. I could see, I just, could totally see Microsoft uh, buying Nintendo if any of them. Uh, go. If any, anything no, like that. You know happens. what? It's never going to happen. You know what I do see happening? Apple buying Nintendo. Uh, I see that because think about it Apple and Pixar were a thing 
Steve Jobs. Were they? Yes. That's wild. Yes. I didn't know that. Steve Jobs helped fund the early days of Pixar. The animation I didn't know that either. and the computers and the animation and everything from early Pixar from like Toy Story and shit like that. Macintosh computers. That was all built on those systems. Mm. All yeah. right. And Steve Jobs was part of the uh, Pixar board for the longest time. Now, I can see maybe... I would see Microsoft buying Nintendo. But long Ep- shot. But before Epic's, I would see... But uh, Epic's game is... Uh, fill uh, the layman on uh, what Epic's does. Is that just that's like just an That's just a game in? studio, like yeah. Rockstar. Oh, okay. And they're now a game network. They offer different things. It's like Gamefly, but yeah. you, know, you get to buy your I stuff know if, on there. Yeah, I didn't know if they were one of those uh, uh, streaming game services where you like rent a, a different game depending yeah, on what platform they're, you they're have and things like, like a, that. Yeah, they're kind of like a cross between, um, like what he said, Gamefly, but then also like a traditional um, studio. Like they have a couple of gotcha. games. They suck, but they have a couple of games. Yeah, like okay. Fortnite is an original game of theirs. I gotcha. will never not shit on Fortnite. <laughs> and that, if I have to listen to this recording anytime and I'm playing for it, like, yeah, it's great. And I'm listening like, ooh, that didn't age well. <laughs> but as of the moment, 2020, fuck Fortnite. But the reason I say I feel like Apple might buy Nintendo is look at the like, exactly what Cap said earlier about marketing. Look at the way PlayStation markets things. Look at the way Xbox markets things and look at the way Nintendo markets things. Which would you say is closer to the way Apple presents their products? That would be assuming that I actually pay attention to Apple. <laughs> well, I, but, I notice a lot in the Apple products, there are a lot of on-the-go, a lot of social things, a lot of being yeah. together, connecting with people. Then I would say, yeah, it's probably closer to Apple. Because, And then like with Nintendo, their big promotions are get your friends in a room and play Mario Kart. Get your friends in a room and play 1-2 Switch. Get your friends in a room and do stuff. PlayStation and Xbox are like, get your friends in separate rooms. On separate devices. It feels like the Apple ecosystem and the Nintendo ecosystem are very similar with the way they try to present themselves. Definitely more And also universal. look at something like the Switch. <clears throat> Think about the Switch, but with a little bit of a sleeker finish and in white. Tell me that wouldn't have been an Apple product. Oh, it hurts my it hurts but, <laughs> but tell me it wouldn't be. All the innovations that Nintendo put in that system and made it so fucking cool. That's something that Apple would pull out like what they do with the iPhone. Man, it's just the I when I think of Apple, it's like elitist skeezy. I had. I was a, about to okay, ask well, why is that. Why is that a bad thing? Well, not it's even that. I'm curious, real a, quick. What I, I'm very curious about that. Where do you, where does the elitist Apple thing come from? Okay, so it was when I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys that I served with in our in our unit had he had Apple everything. Like he couldn't print because he had to have an Apple printer. He couldn't do they anything don't make else. Those. They def- he did. <laughs> not like that. Backwards compatible. No, it's not. But like this is 0809, like he had a Mac, but he couldn't get like a regular printer. He had to go get an Apple printer. Uh, he'd have to get an Apple this, Apple that. Like all the things go with this because you can't actually outsource to anything else, which sucked. It was like, wow, this is horrible. I mean, I love my God, what was it at the time? 
It wasn't like the iPhone. You had your i something. I pod. Pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like with like the sixty. Oh man, no! I thought it was rolling with like sixty-four gigs iPod. Like I oh, still so yeah, much yeah. but like now I'm like, wow! I have like five hundred just in my Android alone. Yeah, <laughs> we're big at league now. Oh but, yeah. Um, it just like that. The whole it's like I have to get all these things, and it's it's different for computers. It's a different universe. Like, of course, if I have a Nintendo, I have to get Nintendo controllers, Nintendo yeah. games. And like, but that's that makes sense to me. But when it comes to computers, I feel like you should be able to pick from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dell, I feel like Intel, I feel HP. like now you can though, but not for Apple. I, even with Apple, I have a MacBook and I have a Windows. So you have Windows in the MacBook? No, I have two separate computers. No, I but mean, I'm like, saying using them side by side. There's nothing that one can't do that the other can't. I was just talking about the the whole product, the product side. Like That's you what have I'm talking to... about. I, I use uh, I use non Apple wireless headphones on my MacBook, and they work just fine. And I can send stuff directly to Dropbox, which is a non Apple app, and you know stuff like that. It's like I I can use Apple products interchangeably with Windows. I can grab files off my Windows computer and put it directly on my Mac through the um, Wi Fi connection here. Okay, I don't know if I'm. You're probably asking the wrong guy because I'm not. On, I don't have a desktop. I mean, okay, I have a desktop, yeah. but he's it's per- not. And like, actually, at my he's day job, well versed in both and like, actually, on my day job, it sounds like everyone has Windows computers, except there are two uh, iMacs in the office. One for the video editor, and one for me. Gotcha. But we all still are connected. Like, I can send stuff like wireless to, to different printers and we're, stuff. And that's why I was like, we have setups like that too. The game has changed quite a bit since yeah. I was was paying attention which right, but, 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 but that's what i'm getting at now is like people are now bitching about it i'm like no they've gotten better i i understand the early days of getting annoyed with apple but like y'all <laughs> shit's gotten better <laughs> you think uh it's still expensive well you think- i will combat that too this do it, fuck, do it, do it, this do it. fucking thing right <laughs> here this iphone is no more expensive than any of those new samsung notes coming out that's fair they are if, the same fucking price. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. Ooh, iPhones are so fucking expensive. No, your top of the line Note 1 Pluses and all that shit are just as fucking expensive. Honestly, if. I'd probably be more talking to like the computers, but at the same time, like you probably still have a point. No, I will say their computers, although I am interested in that new silicon they're coming out with. Hey. Because that's what's in their uh, iPads and their iPhones, and it is amazing. They're still using Intel silicon right now in their computers, but later this year, they're going to be swapping over to their own. Mm. So the one thing that was always kind of hindering those computers from going at full speed is all of their proprietary systems, but then Intel chips. Now is going to be all their shit, and I'm really curious to see about the power that they can really pull out of it from that because they've been working on this in the back end for like a good eight years. (laughs) <laughs> one, one thing I was kind of curious about if uh, if Apple buys Nintendo why would that be a bad thing because I think if that happened I, I would think the Nintendo properties you know uh, market teams would fucking like skyrocket it would probably uh, outsell PlayStation uh, titles and Xbox titles 
because Nintendo's kind of like, uh, as far as like uh, neck and neck with like PlayStation and uh, Xboxes and stuff like that, Nintendo's kind of been taking a back seat overall. Not a huge back seat, but not nearly as, you know, in the mm. forefront of. And to kind of piggyback off what Cap was saying, I'll, I'll answer his question by saying it another way. Let's look at if Microsoft were to wind up buying Nintendo. They, I feel that they would lay off a lot of the people on Nintendo and the people working at Microsoft would now take over those Nintendo properties. With Apple, they don't have a built-in game team. They're trying to do Apple Arcade, but they're licensing a bunch of indie developers. All of a sudden, they come into play with all of this IP and these great developers? Let's pair them up with our research team and our our console team. Oh, you guys have a really good game? Well, let's optimize it to actually make it legit HD 4K for you. I think it would only get That's better for Nintendo. That's never been Nintendo's thing, though. It like, hasn't, but it can. It can. All of a sudden, the, mm. ga- the smart games have now been paired with the high tech. Because they always, they always land uh, last on the high tech. But Apple has always positioned themselves for easy for ease. They've always made it easy for the layman. They they try to make it as easy as they can for the end user. And I feel that's the same kind of thought process N- N- Nintendo would go through. So pairing up with them for a game system, it would still be very user-friendly. It wouldn't be overly complicated. I, like I said, look at the Switch. Refine that up just a little bit more. Take away some of the kitty edge to it, and I could totally see that being something they'd put out. Given if a scenario like this happens, which oh yeah, there, we're there totally spitballing, a, but it's just it was an interesting rabbit hole to kind of go down, especially talking about all this litigation coming that's up. That's fair. <laughs> so you do know you're just hurting you do, yourself I'm, right now. I am hurting myself, <laughs> but you do realize that Nintendo is bringing over Microsoft titles. So, on the flip side, I could definitely see Nintendo acquire that part of Microsoft. Really? Really? I, I feel like, and as much as I am a Nintendo kid, like, I, I was always Nintendo. Like even now, it's like, there's a PlayStation 4 here, and I've played it a couple times. It's like, I, but I've played my Switch a million yeah, times. Yeah, I saw you playing Man Eater. <laughs> so, it's like, I, I, I love my Switch. I love Nintendo games. But it's like... Again, much like with Apple, I can see Nintendo's flaws, much like I can see Apple's flaws. And they are definitely low Joes on the totem pole when it comes to, you know, sales on, you know, their stuff, especially with like the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Wii U was a dark time in history. <laughs> Not quite as dark as the um But the thing is the Switch had a pop. The virtual virtual boy. Virtual boy, virtual yeah. Boy, yeah. They had a pop with the Switch, but it hasn't been as steady. And plus with the PS5. People can't get switches. Do you realize that, right? I, I easily got one when I wanted one. No, when you want one, but during the pandemic, Animal Crossing came out, a couple like heavy hitters. They people I, ran out of switches. People bought switches so they could jack up the price and sell switches in box. I, I I'm not including any sort of pandemic fear. Fucking toilet paper was going for okay. fifty bucks a roll. But right before the Wii U, we're, let's talk about the Wii. That came out, that sold out, and you could barely find that. That was a head. Well, you know why that sold out though? Because your grandma, and this isn't an insult, but your grandma could pick up that Wii controller and play a game. 
it was that easy to use. But it, you is... pointed it at the TV. So, and they priced it at such a point to where it was affordable. And what you would see happen is your uncle would buy one with fucking Wii Sports and Mario Kart, play with it for three months, and it would sit on the shelf was, and never get touched again. That was going to be my next question. If uh, the Wii U was just like, it got one Christmas pop and that was it? Not even. Really? Oh, it flopped hard. There's, there's a lot of things that I could talk about the Wii U here, and we don't have enough time in this program. Oh, I think we <laughs> could. Do, I would like to do a complete episode just talking about like the Nintendo eras. Oh, absolutely. Let's. Wait a minute. You could. We could spitball that as an actual podcast. Have but, you? No, I want to be on there because I will. I will go toe to toe with you. I will say one thing about the Wii U era. Yeah. That took too long to come out it was promising you went to eat you saw the e through things like well we have all these companies signed on and then the actual system comes out and how long does it take to get games out forever yeah they kept pushing back pushing back pushing back i have never sold a system within its life cycle and i did with the wii u because and the final straw was when they were like Rayman Legends is going to come out. I'm like, this looks fantastic i love the music levels i love like the creativity i love it silliness <laughs> it looks awesome Pushed back to September from the February release because mm. Sony and Microsoft have to have them like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for like an actual Mario title. I've been waiting for a Legend of Zelda title. I've been waiting for like a lot of these things, and it's not happening. But the thing is, to justify what you're saying, though, about it still being a good system, even though it's not selling, the reason it is a good system is that's all the Switch has is old Wii U titles. Mario Kart 8, Deluxe. Ooh. All it is is Wii U redone. The Legend of Zelda game came out for the Wii U and the Switch on the same day. If only that were true. It it's, is. It's not. I have. I mean, dude, I have a booklet full of Wii, of uh, oh, Switch we, games. We, we will. We will so go through this on We will definitely. We, we, no, there's there's this. a ton of stuff. There is something. I wish they would actually release more Wii U games on the Switch. Because I wish they would release the, more the original of games, games on the like Switch. They're, they're, Everything on the Switch right now is an old Wii U game. No, it's not. I wish it was because, God, I would love to play some Star Fox Zero. That. If there's one thing I could say since the Wii. All of the end of era game, or like the end of era pop, with all like the flood of really good quality games, it sucks because if you don't have the console anymore, you can't play these titles, and that's what happened with the Wii U. Yeah, I got stuck with like the very beginning. I gave up. Then all these titles came out, and I'm like, really? Where was this? Fucking two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would, and I I would really love to push. They have brought some games over. Uh, Bayonetta two came over. Yeah. As you said, Mario Eight Deluxe with all of the DLC. You yeah. don't have to pay for it. It's yep. all in one nice little bundle. Came out. There have been a lot of games that have come out just for the Switch. Like Odyssey was Switch yeah, exclusive. Yeah, of course. Like uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Switch exclusive. They didn't actually have a game for Animal Crossing. They came out on the Wii U. But did which is but great. did the Legend of Zelda game not come out on Wii U and Switch uh, at you're the same splitting time? Splitting hairs. I came out the same splitting time. Splitting hairs. You had the option, but you know what? It more was people, a brand new system, and they still people, put it out for the previous console. More people bought the Switch version than the Wii U. Yes, because the Switch was a good console. It is still a good console. <laughs> it's still alive. Don't what did I dead? say at the beginning? Of this, that it was still my favorite console. God damn it! The best console is the GameCube. Both oh. of y'all are wrong. You know Ooh. what? He's actually not. I'm. I'm gonna give something to that because they actually have a lot of good titles on there. I'll at least say the best controller. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That controller. I mean, was, I'm not as that diehard and as the most. Xbox 360. Absolutely. The, those, uh, the GameCube controller and the Xbox 360 controllers, both of those just felt like they melted in my hand. They were perfect. Now, I do like the fact that Sony is like, if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, they've done nothing since nope. the PlayStation 2. <laughs> and I like it. I mean, you added DualShock, and that's all you had to do. And then yeah. you made it wireless. I'm like, okay. But Thanks. other than that, it's like nothing's changed. Like, cool. Yeah. It definitely gets easy, especially since you don't have to feel like you have to get used to a new controller every system. Now, the battering for PS5 is going to be interesting. Man, I don't <laughs> see that lasting because they tried to do that shit with the PlayStation 4. Remember when? Remember the first prototype PS4 controller that they were promoting? I don't. Yeah, they, they were promoting a different... It almost looked like a boomerang. And uh, they, they were promoting it for a while. It was about to come out. They got enough backlash and then... DualShock came out last minute. Mm. You know what would be really cool if they did have like actual fold-out controller battering. Thing. Oh my god! I would. I was just like, you know what? I don't care about the games. I don't care about the system. But this controller is awesome. I, I have to it. have at least the controller. Yes. <laughs> I will mount it on the wall. I will never play the system like. But this was a really cool design. Well, they started like. Thank uh, God I'm not actually like that. As the virtual gaming thing started to uh, make any you know improvements or anything like that i think they stopped trying honestly really and i think that's that was okay. a hot thing I mean, like, for a minute. so like v actual vr steam games steam systems equipment they try to do with yeah, batman like, titles and star wars and shit like that anything that comes out on actual uh no because the vr headset is a thing and it's actually come out with a lot of you know what yeah they've definitely pushed a lot further than that's it's a lot better now. I have to rethink that answer. Yeah, that's what the PS4 controller was originally going to look like. Jesus Christ. That pretty much is that a really battering. That really is a battering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so that's what they originally released as part of like their little promo piece. Where you do just fucking yeah, like... I'm, uh, I'm kind of glad where they went with, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Slight yeah, improvement over the PS3 controller. Made a couple more buttons a little but bit I more. Think that, I think that's going to be nice, though. It, yeah. uh, the, the PS5 controller looks like a nice combination between the Xbox. Like, if the Xbox and the PS3 controllers had a baby. Yeah. That's really what it looks like. And I do like that center button. Yeah. It's only been used more recently in games, but yeah. <laughs> Like when I'm in Yakuza 2 and I'm shopping for a medicine because some dudes beat the crap out of me out in the alley and I had to lay it into them. But they took a lot of my health bar, so I go in and it's like click, Wait, click, 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 <laughs> click, click, click. So I'm getting like three different types of like health pills. Either it brings up my stamina or my special bar. And then it says at the very end, like to close out, hit the center button. I'm like, bloop. All right, thanks for coming again. <laughs> so easy. Okay. Yeah, so we've had the dual shocks and everything. Do you know the name of the new controller, what they're calling it? They're calling it something other than DualShock 5? Yeah. Why? DualShock 6? And a half. Sorry. No. <laughs> what are they calling it? The dual sense. That's not lame, but I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah, dual sense. Okay, fair enough. So have a feeling they might just be. Uh, yeah, it looks like, okay, adding extra functionality and design. Oh, you know what? Adaptive I do... feedback and adaptive triggers for the L2 and R2. Yeah, so it seems like they're putting a lot more um, um, vibration sensors in it, kind of like the Switch. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, um, now that I'm thinking about it, 
since I think the Wii, a lot of game companies or a lot of the the big three mm-hmm. have put a lot more into the motion sense or yeah. sensitive controllers. Yeah. The Wii kind of started it off. Maybe or not. I could be fact check on that. Well, um, they they kind of did because after that is when PlayStation tried getting their PS Move and then the Xbox Play or iCandy, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, PS3. There's motion control games. Yeah. PS4, definitely. PS5, absolutely. 360, I can't remember the, the, the 360. That, that was the camera. Okay, it was the camera. So, and no one loved, no love no. for the Kinect. No. No love for the Kinect. <laughs> yeah, they had the Kinect. <laughs> like, there was a couple promising games that I really wanted to get with it, and it just didn't take it. And like, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, hell, I think that's been a pretty fun yeah, little t- debate. I've lost track of time. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are just in y'all's elements. It's like, I like the GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Sega Genesis. <laughs> Last game system I had was the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Still a great system. I still use it on my streams. I recently got into Jet Set Radio on it, and that is still a great game from Sega. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's like... It's so good. <laughs> well, I think it'll, I think it's about time for us to let Cap start talking again. I think it's about time for us to <laughs> dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. <laughs> Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, right. what the hell have you been listening to? Johnny, don't fucking interrupt me. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm take the line and I didn't. Man, I've been uh, diving back into Iron Maiden's catalog uh, this week. Uh, I mentioned on uh, one of our sideshows, you got to hear this on the Something Good Network. It's only, For only dollar. a dollar a month. On uh, this week's episode, or at least uh, on one of the episodes, I mentioned the passing of one Martin Barr, who produced all of your favorite Iron Maiden albums. Yeah, Deep Purple episode. Well, yes, the Deep Purple episode. I mentioned in that because he did all those Deep Purple episodes, or episodes, albums as well. But yeah, um, Martin Burr also did Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Fear of the Dark, uh, was it Killers? He was really pretty much a mainstay with Iron Maiden throughout like the peak of their career when Bruce uh, Dickinson started singing with them and everything. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Uh, Johnny, what the hell have you been listening to? Well, folks, I've been trying to get back into my writing, so I've been exploring a lot of the local scene. Uh, the one that was actually supposed to go out a week ago, and it's been sidelined until recent. Me and Alex have talked mm-hmm. about that off the mm-hmm. air, but we're not going to go into it here. <laughs> um the three tracks schedule, you're going to see were... Schedule, schedule, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you tapped into something with actually recording several podcasts at once. Once again, I'm not going to talk much about that on air. That's 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 tough stuff. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, the write, um, the write-up that you're going to see here in the next week is Bad Cameos, Pink Leather, Sunday Boxing, Your Ghost, and they just put out another track, so they I sure get to review yeah, they that did. next week. Which will probably be at the end of this episode, now I'm thinking on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should totally do that. I mean, I've been featuring Ian Pasquini's videos at the very beginning of dude, my streams. His videos Every Wednesday are fucking or Thursday, like, like they're, dude, they're crazy, but they're dude, great. I think I'm playing a set with him next week. Dude, I would love to see that, man. Yeah, if uh, it's coming out this Friday, I'll probably be playing, uh, yeah, uh, um, Camp North End if it's not raining. Yeah. 
Hoffman probably because Kelsey's going to be out there too, which is dope. Yeah. Um, and also Fear Until Fury's Concrete, which is actually a dope track. I could definitely jam to that. My man Brandon. But what I've been listening to mostly, I've been diving into the Sega, the Sega Listen Sega soundtracks. <laughs> With a little bit of Sonic. Cap knows a little bit about that. I sent yeah, him a track. I still got to learn uh, that. Mystic Cave Zone from Sonic 2. Yep. Yeah, he wants but, me to learn that on bass. <laughs> I was I like, mean, don't you disappoint the boy. I know it. <laughs> hey, it'd be dope. But um, Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack, OST, amazing. Actually Escape had that from the on City is CD. still a <laughs> solid track. I'm trying to get the vinyl. <laughs> Do they have that on vinyl? Yeah. Actual limited run games makes vinyls of certain yeah. games. I just remember the Knuckles levels had like the hipster rap. <laughs> dude, Knuckles is my dude. Still, <laughs> he was the bomb. <laughs> now, and for me, um, I actually wound up listening back to uh, "Living the Dream" uh, from Miles uh, Kennedy Slash uh, uh, yes. record. Ooh. That was the last record that came out in 2018. It's good. Uh, it really is good. Uh, there. I liked uh, Apocalyptic Love, which was the second album, well, or technically the first album with, with that band. with Miles Kennedy uh, straightforward because Slash had that first record that had like a bunch of different vocalists on it, like Slash and Fergie and shit Slash like that. Slash and Friends. Slash and Fergie. Yeah. Oh Lemmy. yeah. Oh boy. Lemmy. It's actually Iggy. pretty good too. There's a handful of other ones. Uh, he did a guitar battle with Dave Grohl. <laughs> I'm I'm just like Fergie. Bruh. Fergalicious is still like the outlier there, my friend. <laughs> oh, I know. It was a like, weird one. And that was like the sneaky like uh, sleeper track yeah. on that album. But yeah, so, and then the first record that came out after that was Apocalyptic Love and really great stuff. Um, but uh, World on Fire was after that. I didn't listen to it much, but Living the Dream was really good. Call of the Wild kicks off the record in a really hard fucking ripper fashion. And even songs like uh, Lost Inside the Girl, Cap and I were talking about that earlier today. <laughs> That's the ballad. I like that one. And Cap's just like, oh, fucking get it. I just don't like, <laughs> I just don't like that line, Lost Inside the Girl. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> what did you lose inside her? <laughs> my, what, what got lost? My, my soul. <laughs> was, it, was it your car keys? <laughs> Uh, Driving Rain is also a really good one on that record. So, yeah, I, I like it. If you're looking for some just good slash-ridden fucking good guitar hard rock. hard rock, definitely check out uh, Apocalyptic Love, but Living the Dream is the one I've been listening to this week. Nice. Very nice. Yes, yes. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for being here. Not a problem. You got to invite me over more often. Well... We're getting shit going. We're getting shit working. We're getting shit working, man. We yeah, yeah. Gonna, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do my little spin roll fast. If you're trying to catch more of me, I'm also part of the Something Good For You network. But come into the Twitch. Come and listen to some tracks because I'm playing music videos Sundays, Thursdays. Be there. Be square. 8 o'clock and on. Look at you, my man. Excellent. Hey, I'm learning from the master. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm just glad you fucking you're, you're ticked that. Good job. Awesome. <laughs> if you like what we're doing here, definitely sign up to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash something good network for only a dollar a month. You get two extra shows a week. On Tuesdays, you get couch potatoes. On Saturdays, you get you gotta hear this. And you even get access to early episodes of something good for you on Thursday. Thursdays. And if you want to get back into those AOL chat rooms of old, click on that Discord link in the episode bio. Sign up for free and join in on the fun. Cap, do you have a fucking outro for us? Fuck you, Unknown Henson. Dolly Parton is a national treasure, you ignorant son of a bitch. He said what? Oh, no, dude. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't. What the fuck is
dude. No, 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 You can't, you can't end it yet. What? No, tell, I need stories. Unknown Henson called Dolly Parton a race trader. What the? Yeah, so fuck him. Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.